I'm annoyed that none of us has a Denzel impression. <laughs> the impression that you want to get over, so I'm not doing that, man. Got shit on me? I'm putting cases on all you motherfuckers. Basketball in Pelican Bay! <laughs> oh, my- <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to the podcast everyone's talking about. I'm not saying it, but everyone out there is talking about it. It's the Popcorn for Dinner podcast, and it's a special one. Denzel Washington has a new crime thriller out, The Little Things. It's available on HBO Max and should be available in the UK soon. I'm going to watch Little Things when it comes out, yeah, but like this episode is just a Trojan horse so we can talk about Denzel, talk about the goats that is Denzel Washington. And we're talking Inside Man, Training Day, and Man on Fire in this episode. For this special episode, I'm joined by Big Willie and the Twins. <laughs> And if you don't know that reference, then this is the wrong podcast for you. Who's Big, who's big Willie? Mm, we don't say. <laughs> Obira, my co-host, Obira Georgie Fiacho. Woo! Hi, guys. Our special guests, Mark Carey. Hello, world. And Robert Izigbo. Hi, mom. This is not the right podcast for your mom to be listening to. <laughs> so, we're talking Denzel this episode. So, they're essentially, at least to me, they're essentially three Denzel. I think you have, like, in order of whatever, you have important or, like, black story Denzels. We're talking about, like, Philadelphia, Fences, Malcolm X. Then you have, like, genre Denzel. So he's either a lawyer or he's in the army or or Crimson Tide, right? And then you just have crime thriller Denzel. He just wants to make some crime movie that is so fun and he's going to make money fucking shit up basically yeah. and i think this was the denzel that i got introduced to and i think it was just because man of fire was just playing over and over on dstv in my house like it just kept on so i just knew denzel as a badass i said as a way to communicate to my dad and it was because he loved denzel films shout out to my dad he was denzel washington he was this badass he was this cool guy that i didn't know was also running to be the greatest actor of all time but um yeah when did you guys we'll start with you mark when did you know of Denzel I didn't now you now we're talking about it, I feel like Denzel I feel like I knew the celeb not the celebrity just the name Denzel the respect demanded almost before even knowing what his films were like I think it probably is Man on Fire like I, I don't even leading up to this I was like do I I don't remember how the film actually goes but Man, Man on Fire is is where he takes that hero role and like that's where I, I learned about him first in my in my household, my dad is very action movie and very oh he loves Denzel. He even tells a story about the first time a young actor met Denzel, and that's his whole thing. And like he's like, oh uh, that he was walking down the street, saw Denzel at the traffic lights, and comes up to him, and there's the switch where Denzel is like, oh like what are you doing, fam? Can you chill out? <laughs> Uh, that's where the the actor goes. Yeah, that's where I knew he was actually about that. Last <laughs> like that's when I knew that it's not he's not acting. That's his that's his real persona. But I think my first my first definitely Man on Fire, and I remember watching that movie as a kid. Obiara, this is a big deal because historically we know you hate black men. So like, why <laughs> why do you like why do you like Denzel so much? Why does he break that your hatred for you? Well, first of all, that is a joke, a really bad <laughs> joke by Bankway. Secondly, um, I think for myself, because I wasn't really interested in movies as a young guy growing up, 
and I think I was a bit late to the whole Denzel party and just movies in general. I did watch movies here and there, but like surprisingly, I think the first Denzel movie I watched was like properly, you know, took my time and watched was probably taking up Pelham one two three with uh with John Travolta. That was a remake, yeah, wasn't that's it? That's a good. That's another good crime crime Denzel. It's another good movie, yeah. And he, like, just the emotion that he's able to convey in his movies, whether it's rage, whether it's passion, whether it's, you know, this kind of accommodating feeling as well to his, you know, other characters, he's able to kind of bring it all together. And, you know, just the name carries Mm -hmm. some, you know, some kind of weights in movies and even within the you know Hollywood atmosphere as well when you just hear Denzel there's just this massive you know weight of you know grandeur and respect that comes with that name that just once it enters into the room everyone is just you know yeah. bowing their heads and yeah. you know I respect Denzel all the way I kind of agree what you said earlier on about the three you know types yeah. of Denzels if you want to call it that way I think I was probably um introduced to the action Denzel initially. I think it's kind of quite interesting when you try to look at his career and how he's, you know, he kind of started with, you know, the black Denzel, would you say? He started with the comedy, which was, which nobody talks about. Yeah. I think in the 90s, I think he came into prominence being black Denzel, because obviously, first of all, you have Glory, which gave him his his first Oscar. Then he now has those, like, um, Spike Lee joints. He has like two or three Spike Lee joints and, and then Malcolm X. So like at, by Malcolm X, I think he was cemented as like a black leading icon, a black legend. And then he obviously by training day 2001, he was able to weave in and out a bit. There's a saying in Hollywood for actors or directors that either make a couple of films for the studio like to make money for the studio or for their bank account, and then they make one that is personal. So it's kind of like the the saying is usually two for them, one for me. So it's two for the studio, mm. one for <laughs> me, like my own personal film. I think we've done about four on popcorn for dinner. We've done four episodes for them. <laughs> we've given you guys our TV recommendations. This is our episode for us. <laughs> so anyone that's still listening, let's go. Um, let's talk. Let's start with Man on Fire. Mm. Obi, let's talk about Man on Fire by the late great Tony Scott. Man of Fire, wow, this is just him. <laughs> this is him, like, you know, if it's a basketball game, he's literally telling all his teammates to clear out that he's just going one-on-one all the time and he's trying to take on everybody from the opposing team. This is him just, no better terms, just fucking shit up. And he's just going ultra-psycho in this extremely bombastic, incredible movie. And... I mean, there's still some kind of emotional connection to the movie because there's that connection with him and Dakota Fanning's mm-hmm. um, character. I think her name is Peter. Peter, Peter yeah. or something. It's just him carrying the movie. Robert, what are your thoughts on... Obviously, what do your dad growing up? So what are your thoughts on Man of Fire? What do you remember about Man of Fire? It was giving me so many Taken vibes. Like, as I was watching it, and I just remember Taken, and I was like, rah, this guy's fully just Denzel. <laughs> just Liam Neeson. Raw, fair enough, fair enough. It's incredible. He he goes through so many emotions, like because obviously at the beginning, like he's he's very all anti towards. Sorry, can I say anti? 
but he's very anti towards decorative. Wait, wait, why wouldn't you be able to say anti? What's uh, wrong with anti? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know semantics. I don't know semantics. <laughs> What's wrong with please? Come on, come on. You can say anything you want on this podcast, man. No just... one's listening. <laughs> say whatever you're going to say. No one's listening. <laughs> but now the development, the development of the movie, like the scale that he goes through, it's incredible. Like I, I was in awe like throughout today, and I was like, fair enough, man, fair enough. He's he's a beautiful actor. But obviously, when you're little, you just see this guy get shot. I just be or actually, actually, after coming back. Bro, when I was little, I just say, I just say badass. Yeah. I was like, oh, this yeah, guy's cool. Like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. me. That's I me. I do realize the depths <laughs> of what was going on. Mark, man on fire. Yeah, thoughts. Go. I think, I think we've all, you guys have all mentioned the the depth that this guy goes through, and like that highlights what stuck out with me for this film. As a kid, you're watching it, it's like, oh yeah, guns, oh rockets, all boo boo boo, it's all cool and stuff. But like watching it like past <laughs> week, it's like. The beginning bit when him and his partnership with Dakota Fanning, and I think I understand why mm-hmm. she's got such a huge name now. Because, well, I don't know anymore, but like I remember the name, and she, she was great in that film. She's so good in this. Dakota Fanning is so. She was like I don't know how. Much, I think she was like nine, ten. She was so she good younger. In this you know. Spanish and playing piano. Like she's coming with the delivery. Like how? Like is and then I feel like you can see almost in the film that he's enjoying acting with yeah. her because she's just sick with the lines and stuff. And you see him come from being so dejected and oh, like life is terrible and stuff, which is quite rare from the Denzel films I watch. And you just see him change. Like now, nah, okay, I have my purpose now. You guys fucked up. Like I'm ready to go. Okay, and he he keeps going, man. One scene that stuck out is when. I think they're in a car and then he hands mm-hmm. over Christopher Walken um, a note and he, Christopher Walken goes, you're talking about war, Chris. And he's like, yes, <laughs> let's, let's go. Why was Christopher Walken And, and he movie? has warmer. <laughs> it's like they just chucked the big name in and he, he, does, he can't do bad in the role, right? I mean, yeah, he delivers with, I always, I think another thing is that for me, I was always expecting Christopher Walken to betray him. So I think it might have been a, like, a, tricky casting because you're listening i think like he's planned it with everybody or he's going to betray myself but like he's actually just a good friend but like walking delivers some good like yeah. look great actors are great actors man. Just just delivers some good line. there's this scene where denzel calls him about the gun yeah and says about the bullet not firing and when walking <laughs> oh no it's all right i was just watching tv oh i felt that man i felt that i don't know why i just felt that like, yeah no it does yeah i felt completely no nah, but that's that, that's the thing about good actors though like somebody will say oh, I, I watch tv and everything but like christopher walking delivers in a way that you're like he knows that denzel knows that he's lying let me throw a, a, a question to you guys what's your favorite scene in the movie um it's when he gets the head of the brotherhood right and obviously so denzel lists out all this random stuff like a responder it this it that Let me show you what i got here see this this is a charger it's used by convicts to hide money and drugs they stick it in their body they tuck it up their rectum you familiar with that this look at me pencil detonator timer used as a receiver transmitter c4 highly explosive you put them all together you got a bomb not very sophisticated, but very powerful. That's what you have in your ass right now. Don't move. Don't move. 
Don't move. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when you see the guy's reaction, it's like, well, what are you talking about? And this guy goes ahead to blow up this man from his ass. Like, that's like, what more can I ask for in my crime thriller if a crooked cop isn't getting blown up from his ass? Sentimentally, I love when Peter wins the swimming race. Um, mine might be a bit quiet, but it's, I think when he, the whole, the gun scene that Robert just mentioned, and like, he's doing the whole, sh- pointing the gun in the mirror, he's tripping out, and then he points the gun, shoots, nothing goes off, and then calls, and then the Colonel Fanning sees him in the window, and that, that whole, like, I don't know, five minute stretch is just, I think, that, that's where you're getting, like, pure oh, yeah. Denzel at there, at his best. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna carry this scene and make you understand, like, why everything's happening right now and yeah no that i love that bit of the film i think obio what's yours so mine was either between the first interrogation with um, one of the first bad guys in the car when he snaps off the fingers oh, when he, uh, and then burns yeah him. or the bit where it kind of goes back to um peter's dad was it Julius x isn't it um oh that guy um, my, my, and, mark anthony yeah yeah and rada mitchell yeah, I don't know. I just like that movie. I just like that scene for, I think what he says one badass line. He says, I ask your wife a couple of questions, okay? You move. You make one sound. <laughs> I'll snatch the life right out of you, you understand? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of Mark Anthony, did we know he was an actor? Is that a thing that we knew? Because yeah. I just knew him as Jalo's ex. <laughs> I actually did not know he was an actor. I thought he was also a, mu- a musician, but I did not know he was an actor. Yeah, he's a musician as well. There's that song with Pitbull, isn't it? Seeing him in this film, very like when I rewatched it, was I was very surprised. I was like, Mark Anthony's an actor. I, I thought it was fine in the movie. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was okay. I just didn't know he was an actor. Yeah, okay. Um, there was something Robert mentioned earlier about how <laughs> about how taking essentially man on fire, but with Liam Neeson. Uh oh, and. It's, I think, these Tony Scott films, right, these early 2000 films kind of laid the groundwork for what was going to come in, like, the 2010s in terms of, like, action films, like, at least the good action films. But they're a lot more, not cleaner, but, like, a bit, a lot more sanitized. So, for example, there's this color scheme that Tony Scott uses in this, in his films and it's, like, it's, I think it's also in, like, Unstoppable as well. It just It just makes you feel like you're in this gritty world. Like, you're this dirty creature. Like, they do that They do that Hollywood bullshit thing where once a scene is happening in either Mexico or any country has a bit of sun, it becomes <laughs> so it, uh, yellow. Some yellow in that shit. That's actually But, like, Tony's, like, is that greatest thing, like, this kind of alternative rock, synthy, like, music score and stuff like that? I think, like, the obviously takings, John Wick's kind of, like, obviously build up all that. But there's, like, this movie, so, I'm going to talk about it later, but the kidnapping scene, right, which is essentially the inciting scene of the film, happens at, like, the 53rd minute, right? That's, like, a, a whole hour of build-up, just building this relationship. Yeah, was, that doesn't happen now. I was going to talk about that. Do you feel like that was a bit too, like... I, yeah, we get, I like we it get, all. you know, we get the get along, I like it. I like, I like it. <laughs> Honestly, I think I enjoyed that first hour almost. Yeah. If not, I, like, like almost I think more it might be my best part of the film. The, uh, that, yeah. that first one. Pers- it was 15 minutes too long. Oh, we got the point. Isn't that interesting how this is, how we're very split on this? And now, 
Obiora and Robert are the reasons why movies aren't doing anymore. Let me give you a breakdown. In John Wick, his dog gets killed in the 15th minute. In Taken, Liam Neeson's daughter is yeah. taken about the 26th minute. The Equalizer, <laughs> the girl, Alina, is sent to the hospital in the 22nd minute. So basically, in all three of these, these are all really good action films that have come out since like 2008, right? So the past 10, 13 years. All of these movies, the main thing happens before you even sat down with your popcorn. Like, it's like oh, wait, 20 wait, minutes wait, and they're hold done. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're talking, you're talking too greasy. Are they, you should not put Man on Fire in the same conversation with John Wick. I'll stop you yeah, Wait, first of all, I did I'll not put them in the same conversation, but what are you about two... to say? Because I feel like something about this is... I'm about to say these are two, these are two separate entities altogether. Explain yeah. yourself, what are you yeah. about to say is about to, I'm, I'm, what are you about to say? I can't lie, Jim, but I'm about to support you depending listen, on what, what you're about to say. <laughs> listen, listen. I feel something like... Something like... <laughs> I think I'll put Taken. I'll put Man on Fire. I'll put... You're waffling. You say what you want to well. say. say. I'll put... So these are... These are action movies, but they are of... Actually... What am I scared of? These are trashy action movies. Let's get to <laughs> Let me get oh, to it. Oh, okay, but but John Wick isn't. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, okay, that's not okay, fine. Now nobody's What was I scared of saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we thought you were going the opposite direction. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, were... exactly. Mark and I were like I thought you were gonna say yeah, what like John Wick's bad? <laughs> what? No, no, no. Oh, 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 okay. okay I okay. was gonna be like, <laughs> it's like what? let's let's reassess our contract. This popcorn for dinner contract, let's reassess it. Because I was like, what? I was like <laughs> No no no. Yeah. yeah to no. the tension. Yeah. To the tension of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was scared. I was scared for this. They want to come to my house and lynch me. I was like, No, what? no, okay, yeah, no, they're not they're not the same level. Because, like, obviously, Man on Fire, um, Taking, these are Leo, you're right. They're, like, kind of, like, the trashy crime film. But I'm not, I'm not talking about the same level. I just mean, like, they are essentially all... Just action films as it is. Yeah, whole. it's action revenge films, right? So the, the thing that mm. makes John Wick go on this revenge tour happens 15 minutes in the movie. 15 minutes. Like, that's so... You could miss your tube. Like, just one tube. <laughs> and you miss what happens. And you're like, why is this guy so angry? And then, like, he killed a dog. Like, he killed a what? <laughs> so... Can't be killing dogs, man. But I think, yeah, you're right. I think... It's not Michael Vick. <laughs> I think if Man on Fire comes out... I can't believe you said that. I, I, I tried to just go past it, but I can't believe you actually just said that. This is... We call, we mentioned Michael Vick. Jesus Christ. I don't know how many... I don't know how many of our listeners will actually get that reference. They will go, Google Michael Vick and know why Obira should be cancelled. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, I think like Man of Fire coming out now. People like you and Robert, after 13 minutes, you, you quit. You will not watch the yeah. rest of the film. I'll check my phone. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, forget. So we get I like it. I really like I like you know, I don't think that the film wasn't think it works out, as well man. if you don't see, if you don't understand why he, he likes this girl. Yeah, but do you not feel like at, the, like at the same time, like, you know, don't drag out a point, just get to Yeah, but you think it was, I don't think it was dragged out. I think it also emphasizes the point that, like, it, it wouldn't be one day you've gone from, oh, I want to kill myself to, oh man, okay, I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to making sure this girl's okay. It's like, she has put groundwork yeah, yeah. of daily, like, motivation of, like, life is good. 
and then yes okay shit yeah. I should go, the chain when she gives him the little teddy bear with which is a locket for a chain and a chain of she, she was too smart for that stuff but I was like okay fair enough let's do some let's do some I have some quotes from Man on Fire that I just really like so let's just if you have any other one you can you can drop them in later so Christopher Walken says about Denzel's character Chrissy's art is death he's about to paint his masterpiece yeah that was great I don't know. That was really. That cool. was basically um, Christopher Walken's like main. He was like, "Okay, I go act yeah. now." Okay, cool, cool, cool. Forgiveness is between them and God. It's my job to arrange the meeting. I have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Was <laughs> I was like, "Ten <laughs> I was like, "Ten." I can imagine ten-year-old yeah, watching like this film like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone else have anything to say to add about Man on Fire? I think there were weaknesses, though. Let's talk about the flaws, not the weaknesses, the flaws. We've decided that we're not going to speak about the flaws. <laughs> yeah, so, completely fine. Because it's a perfect movie. Yeah, tell that, tell that, tell tell that, tell that. No yeah, flaws. Yeah. Okay, well, there's been a bank robbery. There's a Washington that's been called into negotiated. For some reason, Jodie Foster is here as well. We're going to be talking about Inside Man after this break. Last time I had my Johnson pull that good, it cost me five bucks. Five bucks? Yeah. In Tijuana. Don't ask. <laughs> inside Man. Let's talk about Spike Lee joint Inside Man. Big old Spike. I'm going to have just, I'm going to start with just one question. I'm going to start with one question, right? If, Den- if these roles were reversed, is this still a good film? If Denzel is the bank robber and Clive Owen is the negotiator, Ooh. is this still a good film? This is a point I've been saving about Denzel as a villain versus the hero. And I think Denzel is 10x better as a villain every time. But that's that's a whole thing. I think he smashes it. Yeah, but we've only seen one Denzel villain performance, which we're going to talk about later. We've only seen it happen once. But that's a good question, you know? Maybe Safe House with Ryan Reynolds. I think unconventional villains, though. There's American Gangster where he's not technically the good guy in that film. Yeah, but the film yeah. is about him. Yeah, the film is about him, the but villain. It's a biopic. It's yeah, a biopic. Him, the so. villain, though. And then... I, so, yeah, but who's the hero? But who's I the guess hero, the police then? officer the stops the him from fucking committing crimes, right? Yeah, I can't lie. Both ways, thinking about it, it would not have been a good film. Because Clive Owen, as, um, as the police officer... Doesn't I think work. this is more why of a not? question about why Clive Owen, though. Why does Clive Owen... Why does Clive Owen not I work as a police he's officer? He's just... You know, he's just that guy that's like... He's this oh, silky, like, schemist that does all his, like, little things in his movies. Like, he's always, like, this schemer. We try to sell you Betfair. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> he's that guy. He's that guy. Halfway through the movie, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good question, Maggie. I've been thinking about this for, for like, the past, like, three minutes. Um, I mean, because I watched, what's that movie? Children of Men the other day. Yeah. You know, because you think of Clive Owen, you know, I also watched him in born born identity movie as well where he was quite cold and calculating and i think if you kind of have that mixture but i think you could do something with that would it be as good of a film as what you've got now because he's basically playing that you know co- um, sort of cold and calculating person in mm. this movie and it works really well but would that be i mean if, if it was i think denzel is just great whatever he does so i think yeah. it could have been fine because at the end of I the mean, day there's a, yeah there's a- Zelda would yeah. definitely be good as the bank robber. At the end of the day, I think like the 
the bank robbers, they're not, they kind of have like a sort of motive, which, you know, the wider audience could get behind. And he's obviously quite, you know, accommodating to the hostages. He doesn't kill anybody. So, you know, you still have a reason to root for him. And I think that that would be great um, with Denzel because people always want to root for Denzel. I think Clive Owen can do the Denzel part. And I think Denzel can do the Clive Owen part. But I don't know if they work together in the same movie. Mm. Does that make sense? I think individually they have the skills to do both parts, but I just don't think the chemistry will be there if the roles were revealed. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like, I guess you have to see to know if it happens, but I know like, Denzel can do that Clive Owen part. Yeah, Clive Owen can be a cop. Like, he's a white guy, he can be a cop. So there's no problem there. (laughs) It's just that we didn't able to like, work together properly. Mm. I think Clive Owen, from my point of view, he's not, he's not as, I wouldn't see him as like, witty in that police officer, police officer role. Mm. Because he's not, he's not going to say all the things that Denzel was saying. Like, <laughs> come on, let's think about quotes. <laughs> Imagine Clive Owen saying, "So what's up? Got him right where I want him. Yeah, where's that? Right behind me, with my pants around my ankles, but it's a start." Jesus Christ! That I can you imagine Clive like, Owen Denzel, saying that? Denzel, don't kill me, please. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good heist film? Mm. Who doesn't like a good heist film? Like, and this is something I think, I don't know, I haven't seen all the heist films, but I think this is something that we had not seen before. This is a plan that we had not seen before. This guy stayed in the vault or in the safe for a week. Mm. That was a new mm. thing. But I hadn't seen that before. One thing I do like about this movie a lot is the villain, in theory, the theoretical villain wins. It's it's like one in a hundred films that they let the bad guy like going into it actually oh his plan succeeded mm. we heard the you know when they do the whole this is my plan i'm gonna win the world take over and they never win they, yeah he got his yeah, money they, uh, he, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean do you feel like do you not feel like it's different in this case where these are actually some empathetic villains they're not like they're more of they're not even villains i would say they're more vigilantes yeah, but why why are they empathetic villains though? they still do a bad thing they're doing they're a bad thing but who are they, they're doing exactly they're doing a bad thing to a bad person so you can kind of get behind that if you're talking about yeah they're robin hood are vigilantes empathetic maybe not empathetic but are they being vigilantes though what are they bad people they don't kill anybody if I like, steal, what, what are they gonna, yeah but they still steal from someone they steal from a guy who was like, they're basically still from a like, freaking Nazi sympathizer. In fact, they're fucking good people. <laughs> <laughs> they're great people, in fact. And anyway, okay, Robert, why did you like the movie? Um, no, I think it's definitely it's definitely the fact that the villain, quote unquote, go away. Mm. But at the same time, you end up catching the actual villain. Yeah. And that was the Nazi guy, so it's kind of like a win win for everyone. Mm. And I was kinda of, I know, I think I have a soft spot for Clive Owen. Like, no. <laughs> not based on what you've said in the last five minutes. No. You literally called him a garbage actor. I just I said, I can't words, see him doing that kind of thing. <laughs> but come on, man. When I see him selling insurance, no. coming up on Bedford, asking me to do my accounts, <laughs> I have a soft spot for No. Um, just right here, let's just quickly shout out the great Christopher yeah, Plummer, RP, man. who obviously he passed away a few days ago, Whoa. who was who was in... Did you not know this I had one? no idea. This is like... Oh, yeah. 
He was great in the movie as well. Just, yeah, yeah, he was really, yeah. it was really good in this. And like, it, it, I mean, he was really good. In the thing is, one thing that actually came up was like, it, it must be so hard to agree to cast yourself as, oh, I'm gonna be the Nazi in this film. Like, it, like it's just like, uh, it's just, it's like, ah, uh, yeah. But to think about, he was a Nazi who fought Nazis in The Sound of Music. So like, he's like, I, I can do this one <laughs> yeah. now. I, I've I have enough good Nazi goodwill <laughs> that I can, at this point, I can be a Nazi. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. <laughs> but it's okay. I was like, I said, I sang music and I also fought the Nazis. I think this time I can be a banker who likes Nazis. <laughs> one for one. Yeah. One for them, one for me. <laughs> yeah. No. When you say that, I just think of Ian McKellen. <laughs> and I'm like, where's, where's his, where's his fighting Nazis? Like, he did have a rights. I don't know who, if you've who seen was the in with um oh, Helen Mirren. Oh, was he a Nazi yeah, that movie? I haven't watched which movie. Oh, uh, spoiler. Did Robert just completely drop an absolute bomb? The Good Liar. Oh yeah, the Good he was liar. a Nazi. The Good. Why was he a, yeah, Nazi? Yeah, he was a Nazi? Where does that come from? That was so necessary. It's it's so it's so far fetched, but not at the same time. You need to watch that movie. That is <laughs> that blew my mind. That yeah, <laughs> it blew my mind completely. Well, it's not going to blow our minds now because you've told oh, us. No, so trust thanks, me, thanks it's still going to blow your minds <laughs> um, when you find out how he was linked. Let's talk about. Well, you asked me why I like the movie. Well, you're not asking questions. Why did you like it? <laughs> um, well, obviously, I love like anything heist. Obviously, Denzel's in the movie, Clive Owen as well, was pretty. I thought it was good in what he was doing. But I think the movie really... I was watching it again today, and one thing I realized was it really showcased New York. I think New York was a, you know, was basically a cast in the movie. It was part of... It was part of the... Can I make a suggestion? Not New York, but New York citizens. Yeah. You, I kind of felt like Spike Lee cast actual like New York policemen and actual New Yorkers because some things that they're saying just like yeah I mean I've I've never actually I've actually never been to New York City so I might just be talking shit but at the same time like I'm guessing you're on the right podcast <laughs> but I feel like he just because obviously most if not all his movies are, are set in New York City so because he's obviously yeah. from New York City and I felt it's you know it kind of got that whole vibe of you know, the diversity of people in that city, because it's just, you know, filled with so much um, cultures and, you know, nationalities and all just put in one pot and mixed all together. I think one thing that kind of highlights that a lot is the whole, oh, what language is this crap? I, let me just pull up to <laughs> to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100% Albanian. Like, <clears throat> that's crazy. And then the, the ex-wife does come in and she does great as well. Yeah, no, I think just all the different characters in New York just get shown, like the, yeah. like the Jewish community, black people, like the little kid as well. Even though they and, were a bit, yeah. they were a bit, a bit rude, a bit rude to the the Sikh. The Sikh. They were rude. Yeah, nah, they were yeah. yeah, they were quite. I mean, they were, all these little moments where they had um, little racist, little prejudice, little microaggression, you know, microaggression moments here and there, yeah. and I mean that. That happens in real life, like every day to day stuff, and they picked it up quite well. I was, yeah, and I quite like that to be fair. Um, his conversation with that police officer outside the bank where he finds out about the oh. fact that they bug them. Oh. That was, that was the kind of conversation that you'd want to show the white people in your office <laughs> about how microaggressions work. <laughs> and you're like, this, this is what we're talking <laughs> about. Like, you can't say this, you can't say that. And the police officer actually acknowledges it. 
And he's like, oh yeah, I have to be careful with the way I speak and the things and the things I say. I promise I'll stop being more careful. Oh, it's like he's never going to be more careful. <laughs> probably not, no. He's probably not. saying it for the camera, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's doing. Um, role in this film, I think, is the perfect role for an up-and-coming actor, which he was at the time. Because he, he, you're just floating, mm-hmm. man. You just get to play around with Denzel. You, you're not necessarily, like, doing much, like, heavy lifting. There are, like, four guys ahead of you mm-hmm. in the call mm-hmm. sheet. It's just perfect. Just like, yeah, I'm going to chill with Denzel and Spike Lee and some other cool people for like four weeks. This is fun. Oh, but oh. he had some great one-liners. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no one-liners, but he had some great he like... It was like... Hey, Keith, let me see your shoe. What? Let me see your shoe. Why? Because I have never seen anybody put their foot that far up a guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. Oh, man, I? you cut him an ass the length of the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> We're going to need a traffic cop on that shit. Who's the standout guy? I mean, it's it's either between Denzel, Spike Lee, or Clive Owen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah There's like three options. There's like three correct answers. <laughs> I think for me, I I was just gonna say like I haven't watched a lot of um, Spike Lee movies, and this film made me really understand the the not the niche, but like what he gets right a lot. I'm not saying he's my right right or wrong answer, but yeah, I, I just want to shout him out real quick. <laughs> yeah, shout out Spike Lee. <laughs> shout out Spike um, Lee. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if we can say Spike Lee because I don't think anybody if you say Inside Man I don't think anybody's like oh this Spike Lee film mm. right. that's a good point I think it comes down to Denzel or Clive Owen I think Denzel is the easy answer but I feel like does does Clive Owen stick out more in this film in your head when you, like well he's the, he's the leader of the heist in it so when you think about heist suite you're automatically think about the person who is conducting the heist so I, I get why people think about Clive Owen. He's quite, I think he's really good in the movie. It's weird. I don't think Denzel mm-hmm. is like... I'm not going to say like he was overshadowed by Clive Owen in this film, right? Not at all. But I don't know if maybe like... Maybe Clive Owen just comes out of this film being more memorable. Because, like, again, maybe the hero-villain complex. I don't know. It's just... Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's, it's easy to say, oh, it's Denzel. I don't, I don't think it's Denzel's film. I think like Inside Man is a film where like, Clive Owen can be like, nah, I have, it. I have an argument here that you guys should respect me. Robert, what do you what do you think? I'm going to go very off topic here. Go and on. Just say it's Russell Goritz. He's the person who wrote this Ugh. incredible, <laughs> incredible movie. <laughs> so let's let's give this guy his. Laurels. So you know, for the one person who's like, oh, Inside Man, Russell Goritz <laughs> film. Yeah. Let's let's remember that. Oh let's remember it for being Russell Goritz film. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Because come on, this storyline is incredible. It's it's one of the things that like so many things are happening, and the end of it you'd have never guessed. Like who would have known that this guy's stuck in some back room? In some I think it was his first room. film as well. I think it was Russell Goritz's first. Really, film. really, yeah. Well done, well done, well done. Here's to Russell. Yeah, no. I think I'll go with. I think I'll go with Spike. On this. Yeah, there's no right answer. I just, I just feel like. Because every other movie we talk about, like it's Denzel's film, hands down. No, yeah. nobody's coming close. But this one is like this is definitely the closest I film. Probably. But I don't know. I think I still give it to Denzel in this film. Yeah, maybe it's because. True. But that's because it's Denzel. I think right? he. It's because of, like it's Denzel. Because there's not many films he's he's funny. He's like coming in for the comedy. I think he does all the funny bits in this film really well. I know you said his first film is like 
comedy, but I haven't seen it. But he does he does the scenes well in this in this. And, and, and he, yeah, he d- don't worry. You know, the many people have not seen his first. <laughs> first <laughs> and also, um, like why Clive Owen looks so good is because it's so rare for the villain to actually succeed. Like it's so, yeah. and that's probably why the writer was so good because he managed to. Fi- it sounds like yeah, it sounds like you're beginning to support Robert's ridiculous claim <laughs> of Russell Gowitz. <laughs> we know, we know it's Russell Gowitz, but it's okay. What would you say is your best scene in the movie? Mm-hmm. Your favorite scene, your favorite scene. Let me not say best scene. Okay, this is not my favorite scene, but it's the scene that made me the happiest rewatching it. Okay, is when Spike Lee did the Spike Lee thing. You know when he puts an actor on a dolly? Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. he just moves. Because it's, it's in every Spike Lee film. And I was like, I was so happy to finally see it again. So, like, it made me happy. Um, but, so that's the happiest moment I was re-watching this film. Because, like, um, but, okay. Spike, best film, best scene. I'll give you a lot, large chunk. The last 10 minutes. Just Denzel being cool and just, like, Going up to people and telling people you're going to that's, jail. That was, I don't, that was <laughs> my pick you. as well. I think it's, yeah. I was going to say like the, far, the last maybe like 20, 15, 20 minutes where like he was, it, ba- it basically becomes a, a detective movie. It goes from like a heist to a detective. Yeah. The guy's trying to piece all the things together. And I just, I rewatched that. Like I watched that like twice today because I watched a movie today and I had to, I literally rewinded it like twice and watched that whole bit again because it was just and and I mean it didn't have Clive Owen in it so does that say something about you know about Clive yeah, but you Owen said it though. it's a different movie on its own it's not yeah I guess the, so. it's no longer the it's not it's not a heist it's it's detective, detective film. Film. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, for me I was gonna highlight just this isn't one scene but the interrogations as a whole I think were just great throughout yeah. the film Robert you know what I think it's actually at the very end where he reaches into his pocket and he finds the diamond. I thought I was going to tell us is when this comment has no idea. Wow. Wow. Because I'm giving my boy Russell the laws. I think that's what both him... I don't know. I like that bit of movies where the glass shatters in mm. the character's head and you're like... And you piece everything together with them. Um, yeah, man. Inside Man is, is... It's a good, fun movie. I think this is like... I, this is like one of my best... Um, Denzel performances. Yeah. A rookie cop spends his first day as a Los Angeles narcotics officer with a rogue detective who isn't what he appears to be. It's training day. This is the one point of the podcast where I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm annoyed that none of us has a Denzel impression <laughs> because this is the Denzel impression. This is where it's training day. This is where every impression comes from <laughs> but i'm surrounded by hacks who can't give me an impression so um, there's no way i'm doing that impression the impression that you want to get over so i'm not doing that <laughs> king kong ain't got a shit on me hold on hold on hold on let me go 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 give it i'll give it remember there are only five people listening to this podcast at this point in time like everybody has quit by now so just just throw your denzel throw your denzel no, it's just the one line in this film that, like, I, I've just been... King yeah, literally, man. King Kong ain't got Kong shit Kong. on me! Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm putting cases on you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, training day, man. Oh, my gosh. You motherfuckers will be playing 
basketball in Pelican Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! Give him! Give him! Give him! I don't know if I can put that in as a, as a good that's friend. Good. I don't know. I don't know that's if I can put that in into, into the pod, man. No, you have to put that in, man. That was amazing. <laughs> Anyway, training day, training day, training day, man, training day, training day, man. What if I don't? Even, you know what, Mark? Just start talking about training. I don't know what to just start talking about. Training oh day. man, has there ever been just a one man fucking hit show, man? He just comes from coffee shop. Let me just start with the coffee shop. This guy Tell is sitting story. down, black t shirt, color button done, two chains, reading the newspaper. <laughs> and you think wait is this a police officer or, or the newest rat like <laughs> oh man and the way he just bullies this new police um this new rookie in that scene and just in a way where he's threatening your life and makes you think it was funny five minutes afterwards <laughs> and yeah there's just too much too much to start i don't know should we should we go from beginning to end Denzel always just kills you. Robert, training day. What do you remember about training day? What do you what do you take away from training day? Oh, come on. It's the, it's the one the one meme that I think I use the most. Like it's literally that meme that I use the most. Like, even at work, I've dropped it a few times. <laughs> well, tell us what is this meme, please? My nigga. <laughs> <laughs> It's an incredible, incredible performance from Denzel. It's just beautiful, man. It's like, it's a new spin on Denzel. It's, he's different. He's, he's always been gritty, but it's this loud gritty. It's this boisterous gritty. Because he's normally the silent guy who's like, just get shit done. But like now he's like screaming, he's shouting, he's saying stuff. It's good. It's good. I like it. I love it. Jake! Jake, you got a money, Jake. <laughs> Gosh, that was loud. Looks So this movie obviously came out in 2001, and I don't think we had seen a Denzel like this at that point in time. I think Denzels had been lawyer Denzels or like army Denzels, military Denzel. We didn't expect Denzel to be a crooked cop. That was that was this. Um. Oh, he's so good, man, and I think. This is the one, I think this is the one film that you can show anyone. I'm like, this is why Denzel Washington is a movie star. Because in, I can 100% say this, in no other actor's hands is, does this movie become an, an Oscar winning performance. Nobody. Like, Samuel L. Jackson was meant to be in the film, right? I think that would have been an entertaining film if Sam Jackson was Lonzo. But it would have been an Oscar winning performance. Like, Every time he's on screen, he just takes it up a notch. And I'm just like, that's when you see that, you're like, that's why he's a movie star. Um, Obira, training day. Why do I like training day? Um, I think the chemistry between Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke is probably the primary reason. I mean, Denzel's performance is incredible. And also, I think what was really good is, um, we spoke about how Spike Lee brought, you know, New York into the mix mm-hmm. now. The um director, uh, Anton Fuqua, this movie, it you know, I live into Los Angeles, but I think it does a good job, uh, just bringing a late in day into the picture as well. 
not Dr. Dre though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about, we're going to get to that. I think like one, like you're saying, just the painting of LA and the even Denzel's performance as well. I feel like he, he there was no caging the hood or the Compton from his character. The character was like, I I almost shouldn't I am not your typical police officer because I am I am yeah. the embodiment of what Ed Compton is supposed to be right now. And when he yeah. says, Oh, jump into the office and they get into the flipping car and the hydraulics start popping off and the still the still J B comes in and you're just like, yo, yeah, that was really this good. movie is for the streets, man. This is we're here for it. And obviously I'm trying to say like this movie had no business being at the Academy Awards <laughs> in 2002. It's like, how did you get here? If not for Denzel, like... So the actors nominated for the Oscars that year. Denzel for Training Day, obviously he won. Russell Crowe for Beautiful Mind. Uh, Sean Penn for I Am Sam. Will Smith for Ali. And Tom Wilkinson for In the Bedroom. Yeah. I think the... Right person won that. The right person won, but just a quick shout out. Russell Crowe is great in Beauty of Amanda. At least I love that film. So as in, he didn't beat a weak opponent. I'm happy. He deserved the win. Let's talk about Ethan Hawke. Let's talk about Ethan Hawke because he's very good in this film. Got nominated as well. Mm. Yeah, he did. Ethan Hawke is, I think he should have won. For the first, right up to the point they go to Scott Glenn's house. What was the name of his character? The guy that they robbed. The guy that knows, like, every single bloody player from... He knows every football player from college. I was like, what are you doing in your spare time? I just like, I know what, you, what role you play. <laughs> but it's like a before or after. It's before they get there and after they get there. Like, Ethan Hawke and the character just change. Like, mm. he goes from being this guy that is in awe of Denzel and also yeah, in awe yeah, of yeah. Laz to this guy that is like, nah, fuck <laughs> I'm coming like the guys, energy yeah. changes and just like Ethan Hawke is is acting I think obviously part of him was also in awe of Denzel because you next to Denzel isn't it? yeah you next to Denzel and, uh, and Denzel was from that first scene that first dynasty Denzel was already he was already acting yeah. he was like he was like, he was like hurry up nigga you, 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 you gotta catch <laughs> up I've, I've already started this thing so I think he was already going and, and then Ethan Hawke had to catch up and when he, when he did he was like he actually he brought it I think he brought it and I yeah it's weird because I think if anybody else wasn't performing that role, that Denzel role, I think that role gets put in Best Supporting Actor and Ethan Hawke puts in Best puts in best Actor. Do you think so? Ethan Hawke starts the film and finishes the film. True, true. He's in every scene of that film. Denzel is not. If it was someone else, if it was a different black actor, if it was, if it was Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne would, would have been a Supporting Actor and Ethan Hawke would have been in main. But they were like, you can't put Denzel in Supporting Actor the way he's just done here. And I guess they figured he he could win in, in lead actor, but it's it's very. And interesting. I like to see I like to see that movie though. Um, Tobey Maguire was meant to be Ethan Hawke's character. Ah, oh dear. Ah. <laughs> he had <laughs> apparently he had gone like he had lost weight. He had gone on ride alongs with cops. It was you need to stick to playing Pokemon. Apparently Eminem was as well. Yeah, apparently Eminem which Eminem was crazy. considered for that, which is very interesting. Yeah, what would Eminem have like? Would he have to do an eight mile? Would he have gone to full? But it, him being a, a police officer wouldn't have been too much baggage. Do you not think? I don't think so. Make, I don't think there's enough baggage. Doesn't make any sense? When did eight mile come out? Two thousand and um, it was after the year after because he won. Uh, Best song, might didn't been, it? it? Might have been too much. There might have been like having Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre in the film. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, 
That might be nice though at the same time. Yeah, it's I mean now hundred percent that movie would not have been at the Oscars. That movie would have performed at B- <laughs> BT awards. Yeah. <laughs> probably. probably. That movie would have no business being at the Oscars if you have if you have Eminem there as well. Like you mentioned Ethan Hawke's character, how he kind of builds into that whole car scene. I think him building into the character goes well with what the character has to go through and they're like this yeah, exactly yeah denzel okay let me just call it denzel denzel's character is just so big i'm not going to just be here and just float and just do good job good cop shit i need mm-hmm. to adapt you can't come here with anything you've learned before you gotta adapt and learn and to be truly effective a good narcotics agent must know and love narcotics in fact a good narcotics agent should have narcotics in his blood <laughs> What, are you going to smoke that? Nope, you are. <laughs> Hell if I am. Yeah. yeah. You not? No. Why, you're a Mormon or something? You're Jesus freak? No, man, I'm not losing my job. This is your job. I can't do that. Smoke it. No. This ain't a test. Just take a hit. Take a no, hit. No, man, listen, I became a cop to stop people. Yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. It's not a review board and it ain't cocaine. Take a hit. No, man. Right. If I was a dealer, you'd be dead by now, motherfucker. You turn shit down on the street, and the chief brings your wife a crisply folded flag. The fuck is wrong with you? you talking about you. You know what? I don't want you in my union. I don't want you in my division. Get the fuck out of my car. Go back to the valley, rookie. That's my favorite scene of the film, before Obiara asks. That period where he basically forces him to not basically he forces him to smoke the weed which is obviously he knows is laced to pcp and then he puts the gun at him and then the other mot- um, guy in the car is ho- is pressing his horn and then he points the gun at the guy and the guy's like okay, <laughs> yeah he's I'll straight up smiling I'll wait, I'll wait here he's like he's like he's like he's calm i'll wait here i was like this is incredible <laughs> I was like, this guy was just flexing so i was like why are you just he was parked in the middle of the intersection like cars on all four sides were stopped yeah. mm-hmm. oh my god man Obiara, Obiara. Hey, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I forgot. Yeah, about it, I forgot about it. I was not expecting that as well. <laughs> you okay? Some man size hit you took, dog. When was the last time you smoked weed? Uh, was it like um twelfth grade? We were. Oh, we were um. Smoking weed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Left that out of your service jacket, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know you got secrets. Everybody got secrets. Didn't know you like to get wet, though. What's wet? Butt naked. Ill. Turn. Dust. PCP. Primos. P-Dog. That's what you had? That's what you were smoking. You couldn't taste it. No, I never done it. You have now. I haven't, but you have. <laughs> so what is this guy about? <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about the robbery and killing Scott Glenn. I keep calling him Scott Glenn. What was his? Wait, wait, wait. Let's can we let's talk about the first robbery that he does. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> oh man, like. I don't know why I brought it up is because I'm just, there's one scene from this film I remember vividly is when 
they like the wife, the woman, the mother or whatever starts mm-hmm. saying, Hey, hey, he's not a police officer. Get him, get him. And then he they shoot and he just starts shooting two guns at the same that was time. Like, man. Yes, eight people. Like, Go back and watch that scene. The camera is so like flashy for him. The camera yeah. is helping him so much. Like it's like, oh, this is we're gonna show the world that this is Denzel. Like he comes out, he puts on those two guns like why you shooting what? Like, at angles, at right angles? What's right. going on here? Bro, any one of them can shoot him. He's just bang, 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 bang. Oh my gosh, man. Oh, it's man. so good. It's just like, I, I, while telling the other guy what to do. And oh my gosh, yeah. No, that was crazy. And like, did you guys see that he was about to, like, I didn't know what he took from her until like towards the end of the film. Like, Well, I didn't know what he took until he removed it after the meeting with the three wise men. Because then he removes yeah, it and puts out the... It brings out the cash for the three wise it, men. It, mm-hmm. it threw me off. I was like, oh. Speaking of the gosh. three wise men, how how desperate would you have to be to do the peanut butter trick? Like, would you be like, ah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to risk 10 years in jail. I'm going to take six months in a mental hospital by putting peanut butter in my ass and licking it. Yeah, I think it depends on how long you're going to go for, though. Yeah. I'd, I'd 100% do it for... I'll do it if you might do it. <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Oh, oh my. Just. Anyway, okay. Ethan Hawke at the poker table with Tuko Salamanca. <laughs> the Tuko Salamanca from Breaking Bad, Tina, man. This is my favorite yeah. scene. Yeah, I think it's it's up there. It's And it's weird because this is obviously the one that doesn't have Denzel, mm-hmm. but it's like, I think it's up there as one of the top scenes. You just you just feel like something bad is about to happen. Yeah, you don't know yeah, what the it tension. is. You just, you just, the tension. That's a well done no. scene because it kind of films it. Like, you know, you can see himself as like, like the way they film it, it's kind of like, you know, he's playing and he's getting along with them and everything's all nice and jolly mm-hmm. and stuff. Then eventually he kind of clocks like, oh, Lonzo, his car is not there. Then, you know, starts you know it's him against three four the latino guys and just with the film it's, it's kind of like when he man when it's too late they you know they all kind of gang up upon him and they're about to fucking fuck him up i just like the way that they build up tension and you know that tension eventually you know kind of explodes in everyone's face yeah so apparently antoine Foucault, the director he told the latino um poker players he told them different rules really than what Ethan Hawke thought they were playing so they're playing two different games and he told them to just kind of like keep on messing with Ethan Hawke but he didn't know Ethan Hawke didn't know so that's kind of the tension he was confused was like I thought we we're playing poker but they're, they're playing a different game and everything was just tense and confusing for him so yeah that kind of added to the whole tense nature of the scene did you guys find that you, you almost fall into that s- sense of security oh yeah 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 um Denzel's just gone off. You, you'll be back in a sec. Like, okay, let's see how this poker game at, goes. F- at first, yeah. But then when they're like, let me see. When they say like, let me see your gun. I'm like, oh no. Fuck, yeah, fuck yeah. This. That's when you're fuck like, out of here. <laughs> things aren't good. But then you clock. There are like three other guys on the table. God knows how many are outside. He kind of just has to like play along until Alonso comes back. And did you guys know in, because I, I only caught this when I rewatched it. But did you guys know that like Denzel, Alonso, always knew that he wanted the Latinos to kill Ethan Hawke's character. Really? As in just yeah. all day? Yeah. Well, so basically when he's leaving Roger, that's the guy that they robbed house, right? He's mm-hmm. on the phone. He had the blender in there. No, no. Yeah, he had the blender and all that, but he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just make sure the bathtub is clean. Oh. He's on the phone. And obviously, which is why he knew he was going to go to the bathroom and he was going to leave Ethan Hawke there. So that, he said, it's like, it's, it's crazy. 
And what what's more cra- what's crazy and more sadistic is that he has this whole deep speech with Ethan Hawke's character in the car about how you can only fix it from inside. And it's such a it's such great acting. Like Denzel pulls it off so well. It's like mm-hmm. you can only fix it from inside. Just do this for me and I'll make you a detective and you get help, you do everything. And you start to be like, okay, maybe this guy is just in a bad spot and he can like he doesn't do this every time. And then, oh meanwhile he's planning to kill Ethan Hawke throughout the whole <laughs> so it's crazy, man. It's I, crazy. I, I honestly think Denzel's character is a pure mastermind in this film. As in his plan should work. Yeah. Like, it was actually so well thought out. Everything like and it's so well thought out because it completely dependent on his charisma to just convince dude to smoke, to like just go to the guy's house, make sure he's there, yeah. like, get the three people to give him the money, um, give him the warrant. Like all of it depended on his performance. But he pulled that off. And if you can, like it's just because he saved the one road they're driving. That's the one time the the person's cousin is getting oh it's Yeah. He basically robs a drug dealer so he can go rob another drug dealer and pay Russian people that want to kill him. It's a, it's, it's a, why you put the plot very clear. The game is the game. It's, it's the game is the game. I know it's a Denzel pod and we said we want to talk about any negatives, but let's talk about Snoop and Dre. One is great, one is awful. Which is which? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what Dr. Dre was doing in this movie, man. It was just like, oh. Uh, like, just the way he was acting, it was just like, Lonzo, who's this, who's this guy? And it's just like, this is, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I think they gave him too many lines. Yeah, he should have mm. just said something. I think, like, I think Snoop benefits from having very few lines. I mean, he still had but a bit Dre, to say, to be honest. And he wasn't yeah, no, no, yeah, but Dre is playing, not only is Dre playing someone that is, he's not at all. He's playing a policeman, which, like, he's not. Then he has it's... just way too many lines and too many emotions to evoke. And the whole thing just looked really much. choppy and weird. But, like, I mean, if the, um, if what he said was, okay, can you use my, because he's still during the soundtrack, if he's like, okay, you can use my still to the movie. It's a worthy, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a, it's a worthy tussle. What are you going to say? No, I was just going to say that, like... Do not tell me you liked Dre's performance. Dre, because, like... Oh, brother. Snoop. Snoop is an actor. Let's be honest. Not at the time. No, that's not one. Snoop was still an actor. Snoop was still a rapper. Soul play come up. Oh, dear. <laughs> after, after, after. Is that what we're using as Snoop's, like, acting, <laughs> acting <laughs> credentials? Soul play, oh, Jesus. Soul is when I was introduced to Uncle Snoop. The I was so gassed to watch that when I was young as well. I was like... This is what really happens in a, in one of these planes. <laughs> I even I think I even googled for like wh- where can I even get on a soul plane or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some bullshit like that. I, I do just think the problem here is that Snoop is just a much better actor than yeah, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Dre. It's just, just not that good an actor. Yeah, he is. Like as in if any film that you put both of them in, Snoop is gonna have the better performance. It's just So is this Denzel's best performance? Ooh. Yes. I mean, he's won. I, I'm a back, yes. He's won two Academy Awards, hasn't he? Yeah, he's Glory and Glory. Which is, is a, like, I haven't won Malcolm X, but I know you should have won an Oscar for Malcolm X. That's a good question. Uh, I haven't seen Malcolm X yet, but I think that's the, that's the popular choice. I don't think, I, mm, I think it's very, I've done some research, I think it's very neck and neck. I think it's people's, it's Malcolm X or this. But what I would say for this is that I think this is a performance that everyone has seen. Mm. And that's a performance that everyone thinks about when you think about Denzel. 
like I said, if anyone is doing an impression, it's this. They're doing an impression from from training day. They're doing yeah. his work. His speech, the memes and everything. This is... The memes, the gifs, like everything is just from this. So I think this performance that everybody has seen. Um, speaking of, um, obviously, I found out, I only found out during research that King, the King Kong line was, was ad-libbed, which is just like... Was that, it? That's... Yeah, it was, yeah. was ad-libbed. So, okay. While we're on the topic, who is Denzel's best partner in these three films we've spoken about? Realistically, it's down to Clive Owen and Ethan Hawke because sorry to Dakota Fanny, but I just wanted to give Dakota Fanny her flowers. So let's give her her flowers. Now, between mm. Clive Owen and Ethan Hawke, who is who is his best partner? Hawke. Easy. Hawke, yeah. The, one of the scenes that hit me in this film, where the, where the King Kong scene happens, and but early in the day, he's cruised low. He's like, oh, shit, it's real dangerous in here. And then he just pulls out the car, goes through the dragon's den, and just finest Eva Mendes just appears out of nowhere. <laughs> like, like, what? So I rewatched this movie last night, and that's still surprising. I forgot she was in this film. Like, I was just like, she was good in the movie as well. I thought she was good. Yeah, Eva's like, she's retired. She's not active since like 2014. I think she says she's retired. She has a kid with Ryan Gosling. They're having, they are fun. Very good looking life. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, nice. Um, you just get jealous of beautiful couples. Man. Yeah, of course. What, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. Of course, I, I, I do not feel like it's right for Eva Mendes and Ryan Gosling to be together. I think that results in an imbalance in the force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. It's just, just come down and find a commoner once in a while. That's, that's, all, that's all we ask. <laughs> let's talk about what gave this guy his best actor oscar that speech right now i don't want to because i i do not have a denzel impression in me at all not even close so i don't want to i've tried and failed mine also i don't want to act it out because nobody wants to act out what denzel i'm going to tell you this i I personally think... You know, the nobody, actor, man. What are you on about? You don't want to act no, it out. No aspiring actor uses Denzel's monologues when they're, like, auditioning for things. Is it like how no one ever sings, like, Mary Carey for... Exactly. What are you doing? For, why you, why would you want to act what Denzel has acted? Houston. As, like, a, you don't do those type of things. But it's... So I'm just going to read it out. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. Now, yeah. what's going through your mind that you're like, the line I'm going to put in here is King Kong in God, God. Like, was that a thing that people were saying? Do you reckon, you know, we've got this King Kong versus Godzilla movie coming out. Do you reckon if Alonzo Harris was still alive, do you reckon it'd be Team King Kong or Team Godzilla? Um, I think it has to be Team Godzilla. Really? Not Team King Kong? But he's well, King Kong he in the speech, like, though. He feels like King Kong in Godzilla here. So he definitely... Like, oh, so somebody right. Has, so somebody bigger, he has to go for who, is, who he thinks is bigger. Right? So, like, it's like if Ali is watching a boxing match, he doesn't support... But if he's, using, if he's using King Kong as a yardstick for how tough he is, surely that means he has a bit of respect for King Kong. Oh, so he wants King Kong to win so that he's... So, yeah, yeah, yes. exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. I guess it depends. It depends on what... Mm. Yeah, it depends. It's interesting. <laughs> uh, is he Team King Kong or Team Godzilla? That's, 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 that's... Do you want somebody you've beaten 
to also lose again, or do you want them to be? T- if if you're out of the game, you're retired. Where would you stand? Like, does Muhammad Ali want the person that he beat for his title to win again or to keep on losing because he hates him so much? It depends. I mean, if I mean, if you hate somebody and you beat the person, you want the person to lose all the time. But yeah, you know, I think we don't know. We don't know Alonso's personal re- relationship with Godzilla. Maybe Godzilla he doesn't have. Maybe he hates him. If he has a professional, like they like each other and they just, he's just like, you, you ain't got shit on me, then that's fine. Yeah. But if he hates him, then he wants Godzilla to kill, kill King Kong. So, yeah. yeah. I think you want them to win again, though. Because surely <laughs> it just shows how much of a big man here. So, you, you think he wants Godzilla to beat King Kong? Oh, yeah, 100%. Man. Yeah, no, I think that I think, makes sense. I'm, I'm just trying to defend my point of view, but that makes sense. Yeah, I think, put it this way if I'm undefeated, I want everyone else I've beat to have only lost once. Ah, yeah. okay. So, so okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, okay, I go with you guys. I, I, I'm outvoted. Like, um, Alonso will be Team King Kong yeah, over Team Godzilla. I think King Kong, yeah. And he can watch that on HBO Max on his phone. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, yeah, man. This is... De- look, I, who has ever fallen apart so so dominating <laughs> in a scene? Like, he, he's supposed to be in crisis mode right now. The money is going away. Mm-hmm. Everyone's turning around me. Me... This guy's <laughs> like, nah. He's not even allowing. He's not allowing the room nah, to be, he's not. To be humiliated. He's literally not allowing it to happen. <laughs> like Terry Crews comes and he's like, Terry. "Oh, Terry Crews." Jibs, what are your thoughts about Terry Crews? Um, he's good at what he does. Um, that was always someone great. <laughs> I mean, that was always he's good with comedy and stuff. I guess he's good in Brooklyn. Like, look at Terry Crews. I was watching um Terry Crews. What a wash guy that guy is. I was watching. <laughs> That guy is so out of here. Yeah, he's a bit of a clown when he's... Yeah, he's a bit of a clown when he's, on when he's yeah, you know, talking out of his ass and stuff. I think, but I think... take the L and the W out and add an O. So, can you say it in full? Uh, so the, so let's, he's a bit of a what? Say what, you, say, well, say what you're saying, Robert. Let's... let's, no, well, let's, let's yeah, I'll, yeah. Leave, I'll leave that up to Back your to the, spelling. He's good with comedy, like... Uh, yeah, so it's... Look, man... Denzel is good, man. I really want to go back and just finish all the Denzel films I've been seeing, but like, this guy's an actor, man. I don't know how to. <laughs> this guy's an actor. I don't. All I can say is that this in in ninety nine percent of actors, this film is not is not a classic. Yeah. He's so cool. Like, he shouldn't be as cool. The things he makes cool inside, man, <laughs> are ridiculous. Like, he makes some statements. The way he's walking, that suit he wears when he leaves the judge's office. I was office. just about to say that. That white suit. <laughs> oh, my. Where can I buy that white suit? And the hat as well. Was there a hat as well? Do not, hat, do not buy it because it doesn't work on anybody else apart from Denzel Washington. <laughs> hey. With the bow tie. <laughs> what's the line he says about the hat? When the waiter comes up to him. Good afternoon, sir. Do you have a reservation? Looking for the mayor. May I have your hat, please? No, you cannot. Get your own. But I think one thing that we've missed about Denzel that I want to go back and touch on, and it's, I think it's worth touching on what he did for Chadwick, like, rest his soul. But makes me a top man in my face. Like, mm. he's, yeah. he's incredible for that. For sure. Away from him being a movie star, him being an act, a great actor, mm-hmm. he's a yeah. great man. I mean, and we only know that because Chadwick became Chadwick and he said it. Like, think about yeah. how many Denzel did that for um, this was a great conversation to the two people still listening thanks guys um, yeah it's been really fun talking about the goat that is Denzel Washington 
Uh, I'm not sure my dad finished, so I apologize, dad, if you if you did manage to finish this episode. Um, yeah, man. So I just want to obviously thank my co-host Obira Georgi Fiacho. Woo. Um, our guest Mark Carey. Woo. And our other guest Robert Izigbo. My mom. Your mom did not make it through this episode. I didn't your mom. We spoke about PCP. We said fuck like 10,000 times. Your mom did not make it through this episode. I'm 100% sure about that. As a disclaimer, I disagree with all their opinions. <laughs> she's, already, she's already logged up, trust me. Yeah, man. Shout out to our producers, Ibuka Namani and Chinedui Heji. This should be a fun episode for us to edit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, for anyone who is still listening, clearly you have good taste, so... Please tell your friends about this podcast. Tell everyone it's the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. We talk about films, about TV. The Oscars are coming up soon, so we're going to be talking about the Oscar films and all that. And should be interested. Go stream Denzel, man. Go watch Denzel films. He's the goat. Go enjoy Denzel. And catch us next week when our guest will be the future Denzel, John Boyega. Woo! See you guys later. Bye. 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 <laughs> hey, hey, Jay! Hey! Jay! 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 Come back here! Jay! You disloyal fool ass bitch made punk! Jay! I need my money! Jay! Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Huh? You think you can do this shit? Jay! You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go and walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I'm winning. I'm winning any motherfucking way. I can't lose. Shit, you can shoot me, but you can't kill me. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what a day. <laughs> what a motherfucking day. <laughs>